Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perak Membez, Pasuk Aleph, Vayigshu Kosorei HaChayolim. And in Membez, a very interesting Perak, we are going to be dealing still with the aftermath of the tragic assassination of Gedalia ben Achikon. And make no mistake, uh, you cannot uh, overestimate the extent of the tragedy this assassination was to the remnant of Judea. And just to set the stage, remember this was a remnant of a remnant. It was the lowest strata of people. Uh, it was the people in Nebuchadnezzar and his general Nebuchadnezzar didn't even want to bother taking the Bavel, leave them there, they can't make trouble, they have no economic power, no military power, no political power, they are the bottom levels of the society that was once Judea. And then, all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar appoints a hand-picked representative, Gedalia ben Achikim, who is from Judea, who is a... Uh, well-respected person in Judea, and he is going to provide the autonomous self-administration of Judea, which they never expected. And suddenly it creates a renaissance. We saw how uh, expatriate Jews who were in Ammon and Moab and Edom suddenly make a, a beeline to get back and part of it, or Jews who were just scattered in the countryside hiding from the Babylonians come back in confidence. And then Gedalia ben Achikam is assassinated. And, and it's something that could have been easily avoided had he just listened to the warnings against Shmuel ben Netanya. And after a period of battle with Shmuel ben Netanya, where he is chased to Ammon, but not before he's inflicted terrible damage on uh, many of the people in Judea who forfeit their lives, they now are in a panic. It's the only way to describe it because Nebuchadnezzar is not going to take this as it were lying down. And so what they are waiting for is the proverbial other shoe to fall, that Nebuchadnezzar is going to extract terrible vengeance on this a failure to keep the experiment of self-administration alive. And they are desperate. They are panicked. And so what they've come up with is a strategy. They are going to flee to Mitzrayim, to Egypt, because Egypt was probably the strongest uh, existing opponent to Bavel. They thought there would be safety. But before they do that, they're going to do a very strange thing in Membez. They are going to consult the man that who for 40 years they ignored, they reviled, they imprisoned, they beat up, they threatened, they tried to assassinate. They're going to come to Yirmiyahu and seek his counsel what they should do. So we begin with Membez. Is Gedalia not the same Gedalia for the... Some Gedalia. It sure is. It absolutely is. In other words, that's the scope of it. It is Gedalia ben Achikam, and it's done as we on the third day of Tishrei, the day after Rosh Hashanah, because they say it happened Rosh Hashanah, the assassination, but you can't fast on Rosh Hashanah. So, by Yikshu Kol Chayolim, all the generals, soldiers come, the Yochanan ben Korchai, 
Yochanan ben Korchai was the person who tried to warn Gedalia of an impending assassination attempt. He was also the one that successfully um, pursued Shmuel ben Netanya, the assassin, who crossed over into the border of Ammon, never to be seen again. And so you would assume that Yochanan ben Karach is the leader of this very ragtag group, but it mentions as the Mephoshim points, the Sarei Chayolim have equal parity with him. Then there's someone we've never heard of before, the Yezanya ben Hoshaya, is also with him of equal status. And Rabbi Breuer, in his parish on Yermiyahu, comments, this shows just the bankruptcy of leadership. There was no clear leader there, because they were all standing around. Everyone in the nation is there from large to small. And they say to Yermiyo, Hanavi, he's given the title of the prophet, let our prayers fall before you. And you pray for us, El Hashem Elokecha. Notice these men are so disjointed from the reality that they refer to Hashem uh, your God, not our God, but your God. It's just a total removal. But I'd call Hashemis Hazos, pray to your God for this remnant. We are a remnant of a remnant that we once large. And your eyes see us as we really are. Tell us the way that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to go, which direction we should go, and the thing we uh, should do. And the Mephoshim, most of them, agree this is not even sincere. They have made up their mind. They are going to Mitzrayim. What they want is which way we should go. They really want direction as how to go, which way, which path. They, uh, I think the Radak says, they're speaking with their mouths, but that's not what in their heart. In their heart, they've got their minds made up. They want out, but they sound very sincere. I have heard what you're saying. He corrects that Elohecha to Elohechem. I will consult with your God, as you have said. Whatever he responds to me, I will tell you. I will not withhold a thing from you. Exactly as he said it, I will speak. The who should tell us the truth and faithfully, and we will do what he tells us. In they take an oath. This is a saying that if it's not, it's by God's name, everything you tell us in the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, we will do. Whether it's good or bad, it agrees with us or it doesn't. 
But call Hashem Elokeinu, now they use it. Hashem Elokeinu, they've internalized that it's our God. We will listen to everything that we have sent you to our God. We will hear. So that it will go well for us. That we will listen to our God's voice. At the end of 10 days, and God returns his word to Yirmiyot. And of course, you might be well uh, within reason to ask, why does it take 10 days for a simple response to this? The answer is it isn't. If you will recall, the Mephorshim say Gedalia was killed on the first day of the year, Tishrei Rosh Hashanah. This is Asara, but uh, 10 days later is Yom Kippur, that we had waited to give the answer Yom Kippur. It was only a few days after, at most it was two days after the, he was buried, the morning, etc. But it's the 10 days because the Aseris Yemei Tshuva are such an ace tshuva, an ace tshvila, an opportunity. And so the Kodesh Baruch was giving them the opportunity to pray, to do tshuva. So he comes back to Yermio in 10 days, and he says as follows, Vayikra al-Yochanan men Korech, they call Yochanan men Korech. This time he's coming without the other guy because what they're trying to do, Yermio and the Kodesh Baruch, is establish a line of leadership. These guys are like rudderless. And they call, they, they designate Yochanan ben Koreach. His entourage, once again, the people all assemble to hear the word of Hashem. The God you have sent me, to lay your prayers before him. If you settle, you stay here on this land. I will build it up for you. I will not tear it down. I will plant you there. I will not uproot you. Do not mistake. I regret what the raw, the terrible things I brought around. No, I am satisfied that I have done enough in that direction. It is time now to do tshuva and to rebuild. So I am prepared to admit that now my anger has been satiated. Stay here. Do not worry about Nebuchadnezzar. There's nothing for you to fear. I am with you, to save you from his hand. He is implicitly, you're saying it here, a promise that if you listen to what I'm telling you, I can end this Golos. I can end it and rebuild you and now forget the exit. Yes. So they, they've done nothing to merit this mercy from Hashem, yet they're, they're getting it, or they're being offered it. It's being offered, but hinged on a promise to abandon this idea of going to Mitzrayim. And it's a 
good time to point out that the only nation in the world that there is a prohibition of Jews going there to live or to settle even for a long time is Egypt. It says it in the Torah, do not go back to Mitzrayim. We saw Sancherev when they went to Mitzrayim, the disaster that occurred to the Jews. We're gonna see something like it soon here. We're gonna see that in, after Rome fell, after Rome caused uh, the second temple to fall, Jews went to Mitzrayim and the end was not a good one. Uh, a giant community they established in Alexandria is destroyed, but that will come later. But further, says the Kodesh Baruch I will give you compassion. I will return you back. But to answer your question, this is hinged. It's a promise. There's a consideration here for the offer. You've got to stay where you are. And the Mephorshim tell us, they have made up their mind. This is a charade. They want out. They want to go to Mitzrayim. However, here's the flip side. If you say, I'm not going to live in this land, this is your saying, if you don't want to listen to the Kaddish Baruch No, we want to go to Mitzrayim so we will not see war. We won't hear the sound of the shofar, which usually is the sound of an imminent attack of war. We will not be hungry. We will not be in famine. We want to live in Egypt. We want out. That is their real, real motivation. Now listen to what the flip side is going to be. Hashem Sheris Yehuda, listen to me, O remnant of Yehuda. If you go to Egypt and you attempt to settle there, the sword that you were so fearful of, will overtake you there, and the famine you're so worried about, will cling to you there. And there you will die. You will all die of the sword, of the famine, the pestilence. There won't be a remnant of you because of the evil. It's a stark choice. As I had poured my wrath, my anger, my fury on those who dwelt in Yerushalayim, your countrymen, you come to Mitzrayim, you will be a source of curse, of desolation, of imprecation, in humiliation, and you will never set your eyes on this land of Israel again. Now, your test is Yermiyahu speaking. 
Dibir Hashem Aleichem, he's telling them, Kaddish Baruch has spoken to you, Sheiris Yehuda, you remnant of Yehuda. Al Tobo Mitzrayim, it can't be any simpler. Do not go to Egypt. Yodoa Teidu, you must know, Ki Ha'edosi, my witness Vachem Hayom, that is what I am testifying to you today. Ki Ha'sitem Benachshosechem, because you have said in your heart, um, that as the Radak says, Lo harisem li b'fichem, you have not told me what really is in your heart with all these protestations. What should we do? We'll obey whatever you say. And you sent me to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Lemor, Hispalel Badenu, pray for us, El Hashem Eloheinu, Ukacholashayomarashemaleinu, We will do whatever you say. It's not true. The Aged Lachem Hayom, and I have told you today, the Loshamatim. You haven't listened to what I've told you, to what you've sent for me. And now know, sword, famine, pestilence, you will die. In this place you wish to go to, you decided to go to. So now B'nai Israel, the remnant of Judea, are faced with a very stark but clear choice. On the one hand, they stay, they will be rebuilt. On the other hand, they will die without a remnant in Egypt. Which will they choose? 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Adkan.